to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Hello, athletes. Welcome back to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forster. Happy to have you, as always. So on the episode last week, I mentioned that I have a very special guest this week, and that is still happening. However, it is not this episode. It's in the works, and it's going to be so good, good enough to wait another week for it. These things happen, planning, scheduling, whatever, but in the meantime, I have an episode that I think you will all benefit from in some way, and I'm actually really excited about delivering this one to you today. So I coach athletes one-on-one and in a group format on how to build their mental endurance. And if you've been in in my circle for long enough, you know that mental endurance is about those intangibles, those aspects of our training that you cannot see, but you can feel. Emotions play a huge role in our lives and in our performances. And that is the inspiration behind today's episode. So inside my Trainer Mind podcast community, we are finishing up the kickoff 30-day challenge. And if you're not in there, by the way, what are you doing? Join us. The link is in the show notes. But last week, as part of the 30-day challenge, I asked the members to consider what emotions they are fueling themselves with. So you have maybe only thought about fueling as the physical act of eating and drinking. We all know that we cannot power our bodies forward without proper fueling, right? But if you are not considering this to be true emotionally as well, you are missing a critical piece of your mental endurance training. So it's time to take stock of your emotional fueling plan. So in the podcast community, I asked, what emotions are you fueling yourself with? Or what emotions are you using to fuel yourself daily in training? So I want all of you that are listening now to take a few minutes to expand your own self-awareness and ask yourself this question. So if you're in the podcast community and you've already answered, you've got the answer to move on to the next part of this episode. If you haven't asked yourself this question, now is the time. Your first time answering this question you might just answer with what or how you feel most often in training. And that's not wrong. But I also want to encourage you to go like five layers deeper to see what else you might find under there, kind of hiding beneath the surface. I think when you go deeper, you may find that you can relate to the emotional fuel that I see athletes using most often. So you may relate to at least one, maybe all three, of the emotions that I see in athletes that are not performing to the level that they want to. So I'm going to tell you what those three are, and then I'm going to share a better emotional feeling plan. You ready? The emotional feeling plan you want to use to bring you closer to your next level performance. So here's what I see. I see athletes unintentionally fueling themselves with low quality emotions. In particular, these three emotions provide no substance whatsoever to bring them closer to their goals. So first up, 
I see athletes trying to fuel themselves by being and feeling self-critical. We are always our own worst critics, right? This feeling of self-critical, self-criticism shows up as constantly looking at how far you have to go and not seeing how far you've come, which makes you far less likely to celebrate where you are now and how far you've come. Being self-critical also means you may fantasize about getting there, right? There, to this mythical, magical place we've deemed in our heads as there, the place where we're whole and perfect and worthy, and we've done it. We've made it. The other tricky thing about feeling self-critical is you are far more likely to put time pressure on yourself. As in, I need to achieve this goal by this time. It has to happen now, right? And along the same lines, you likely use expectations against yourself. So that's self-critical, a place a lot of athletes operate from. So if you can relate to any of that, you are not alone. Not at all. Okay, another emotional fuel that I see is athletes being and feeling what I'm calling determinant, like in a negative capacity. This is an obvious factor when athletes write the end of the story when they're not even there yet, when they haven't even tried, when you think, oh, I can't do that, (laughs) and stay closed off to the possibility or even try. You shut down to the possibility of you doing something you haven't done before. And I'm calling that determinant because you're determining the ending before even giving it a go, giving it a try, being a possibility. The last emotional fuel I see a lot when I first start working with an athlete, and I actually think that this one has the most detrimental impact, is lack or insufficiency. Lack or insufficiency. Now, those words have maybe never crossed your mind in a performance sense before, except maybe on a previous podcast episode of mine, because I have spoken about them briefly. So let me share how it shows up in your world. When you feel a real sense of insufficiency, you are operating from not being good enough. And you will never see your progress because you are always pushing the goalpost out or making the measuring stick longer. So when you actually do achieve something, it's not good enough because, oh, now there's this other goal because probably you should have achieved that in the first place. And other people are achieving at this level. So it's not good enough. It's a lose-lose situation to be in. And that's why it has such a negative impact. Feeling lack has you in constant striving, but without grounding. I also want to add here that if you're constantly comparing yourself to others, that feeling of self-critical, determinant, and insufficient may be at play, especially if you think everyone is better than you because you're never good enough and you have no chance. So you get down on yourself and you don't even try. That's what happens with this emotional fueling plan. When you're fueling yourself from a place of feeling self-critical, determinant, and an insufficiency. And you know what else happens? Micro-quitting, self-sabotage, a lack of trust in yourself, shortcutting other controllables like sleep or nutrition or mobility. You're also more likely to blame others. 
You are more likely to question your coach and feel a lot more draining fear and doubt and worry. And we stay in these particular emotional states, or really any emotional state, right? Or use this emotional fuel because like a lot of habits, it's familiar and comfortable. It's easier to be critical of yourself than to be truly all in for how hard it may be to create the result you want. It's also protective to be critical of yourself before others are. But being self-critical is not the way to lasting change or consistent, stronger performance results. Because your perception is that you are not moving forward. So your reality is guaranteed to become that. And the same is true for feeling determinant. If you're constantly writing the ending of the story ahead of time, your brain will make sure that that, in fact, is how the story ends. For example, you might open Training Peaks and see an interval training session with numbers you've never hit before, and immediately you feel defeated. So obviously on this day, you forgot your session priming to make sure this doesn't happen. And if you don't know what I mean by session priming, listen to that podcast episode. But you see the session, you feel defeated and determinate by thinking, I've never done that before. There's no way. I'm so tired today, right? The more you do that, the more you will prove yourself right. I think it was Henry Ford that said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That is how this shows up. And the thing about lack and insufficiency is that more than the other two, it's ingrained in us. We live in a culture that rewards overworking and uses burnout as this like status symbol. So when we don't feel a sense of extreme productivity, then we're not doing enough. We tell ourselves we're not doing enough and we live in this cycle. And this shows up in life and affects sport, but also shows up in sport and affects life. This one more than others takes a radical disruption to what's quote normal. So self-critical, determinant, and insufficiency are what so many athletes are fueling themselves with daily in training. Is it you too? You might wonder why you show up on race day not in your best emotional state. But how you train is how you race. You will not train from a place of insufficiency and then magically show up on race day in 100% trust and sufficiency. That won't happen. But the best news is, is you can fuel yourself with something better, with something higher quality, with something far more useful. There's an emotional fueling plan that is designed to help you achieve your next level performance. So let me offer you a new emotional fueling plan, okay? I'm going to give it to you. One that will not only support you getting the most out of your training sessions, but also prepare you to race your strongest, just like when we are fueling ourselves physically, right? We practice in training we're going to do on race day. We get our gut and our systems used to it so we can execute at our best. Same is true here, okay? So this is your new emotional fueling plan. First on the plan is self-compassion. And the way I define self-compassion is being kind to yourself and the degree to which you meet yourself where you're at. Feeling compassionate is not about being soft towards yourself. Sometimes athletes fear being complacent or getting to the place where they're complacent if they are more compassionate. But really the opposite is true. 
being more compassionate towards yourself allows you to actually be more honest. And also fearing complacency is not giving yourself enough credit for your commitment and your determination and your drive. Feeling self-compassion comes from believing I will honor me and where I'm at. Okay, next up to add to your emotional feeling plan is curiosity. (sighs) If there was ever an emotion to play with in training and racing, it is 100% curiosity. I know I've mentioned on the podcast before, but when you are feeling curious, you are more open. You are more willing. You get to ask yourself, what if it is possible? And you, you get to surprise yourself. You get to open up to the opportunity to surprise yourself. I define curiosity as your desire to know more about yourself and to see the possibility of experiencing something in a new way. Now, doesn't that sound fun? Yes. Okay. The last emotion you want to fuel yourself with is, drum roll please, sufficiency. Feeling sufficient in your training so that you line up on race day, feeling sufficient takes work, okay? It is something you truly want to be fueling yourself with regularly. And the best way to do so is by working to build belief in two main thoughts. Write these down. It's working and my best is good enough. When you believe that your training is working, you put full trust in it. And when you believe my best is good enough, you put full trust in yourself. And that, my friends, is the magic combination to race with. So think about your current emotional feeling plan. What does it consist of? And is it delivering what you need to perform your best? If not, I've just given you a podium-achieving, PR-creating, worlds-qualifying, emotional-fueling plan that you can put into practice literally today. It's a pretty good one. It works, and I'm confident that it will work for you, too. I will be going live inside the Train Your Mind podcast community later this week to share more specifics on how I use these emotions to fuel my own training. I love doing these little bonus recordings each week after the podcast is released. It's so fun. So if you're not in the podcast community, join us. It's free and a place to take the work of training your mind from concept to better application. Link is in the show notes. All right, that is it for today. I will meet you right here next week. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri-coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.